Well, good morning. Welcome on this Sunday to uh, Willard Nazarene Church. We're so glad that you're with us here again today at our service online. And we are so honored to have you joining us and, and watching and, and even commenting uh, on, our, on our chat room. And so I want to encourage you to do that today and even now as we uh, get our, our time together started I'm going to encourage you, if you have a prayer request, uh, if you would just just uh, let us know what that is. Just go ahead and, and enter the, the chat room uh, and let us know what that prayer request is so we can be praying for you and others can be praying for you. And because that's important that we lift one another up in prayer. It's important that we understand that we are better together. And so I would encourage you to do that even now as, as, we, as we begin our time together. So... Um, it was a great day yesterday. What a beautiful, beautiful day. Hopefully you had an opportunity to be out in the sunshine and, and uh, just see the beauty of God. And uh, it was great. And it's been a good week because I was able to get in and get a haircut on Friday when the barbers and the, and the hair salons opened up and uh, were flooded with business. So if you needed a haircut, hopefully you did the same and were able to do that. But again, we're glad that you're here and you're with us and we hope that the, this is an encouraging time for you to be a part of this, uh, what we do, and, and sharing of God's Word. So and again, as we do every week, if you're part of the Willard Nass family, you know by now uh, how you can um, faithfully give and serve and, and can participate and continue to support the church financially. We've, we've uh, talked to you about that, and, and you understand how you can do that if you're locally. If you're not local and you're watching us uh, from another town, another community, even another state, we are so glad, and what a, what a uh, tremendous honor it is to have you watching and participating. And if you'd like to support us uh, in, in, that, in that aspect, if you'd like to support us financially with a gift or a donation, um, please go on our website, www.willardnaz.org, and uh, you can click the online giving tab, and it'll take you to that page, and you can do a one-time gift uh, on that page, or you can set up and do a recurring gift as well. And, uh, and you, can, you can also send yours in the mail, in the mail as well. Uh, but anyway, let me pray for you, and let's get things started you, we will have a, a kids' zone moment this evening at six with my wife, uh, Robin, who's not with me today. And, and I, I don't know about you, uh, but I kind of miss her. She's been gone all week. Let's re continue to remember her in prayer. She's caring for her mother, and remember her mother in prayer as well. Um, if if you'll do that for me, but let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this time, and we thank you for the opportunity to present your word and to share the love of Christ. Um, through prayer, through scripture, and through your truth. And so we pray for those that are watching today, Father, that may have experienced loss this week or um, may have had a, uh, some kind of circumstance or issue that, that just uh, presented some discouragement and, and just deflated them. So, Father, we pray for your strength in their home. We pray that they would be overwhelmed by your presence and uh, that they would know that you are a God who loves and cares for them immensely and that, that uh, you will carry them through this. Whatever they've experienced, that um, you are the one truth 
that they can depend on. And so we pray for those, um, for those that, that you um, have continued to, to bless and encourage. We're thankful for that. And we pray that you would continue to do that and continue to guide and direct all of us that are making decisions, um, our, our friends who are in ministry, our pastors across the district and across the country and even across the world. Father, would you, uh, would you encourage them and bless them with your strength, your courage, and your wisdom as, as uh, restrictions are beginning to be lifted and churches are planning on their, on their re-entry points into their buildings. Um, may they be uh, attuned to your guidance and, um, and your leadership and, and, um, and everything that they do and everything that they say and, and how they lead their congregations. And we'll give you praise and honor in your precious name. Would you be with us throughout this time? Amen and amen.
Wash me in your cleansing. 
Well, again, we welcome you here today, and we're going to get right into the message for the day and uh, for the morning. And again, just uh, so glad that you're here. But if I had to, uh, if I had to title the the message today, or or put some kind of heading on it, it would probably go something like this: the truth about great teams, or the characteristics of great teams. Um, you know, uh, there was a um, there was a time in my life in ministry. It's been uh, uh, many years ago where I was still in youth ministry and I was leading a, a group of of, of teenagers, uh, a, a youth ministry, if you will. And our uh, the name of our ministry was was Team Naz, Team Naz. Well, real original, right? Uh, most would say, no, not so much. And I got to tell you, I think about those days, those were special, special days. But I will say this, there was, uh, in the beginning, when I first came and entered that ministry as, as the leader and, and pastor, uh, there were many of those students that, that made up that ministry and then began to make up that ministry as they, as they began to filter in and the ministry grew uh, they were always like, Pastor Brad, we got to change our name. We got to change our name. That is just so not cool. We need a cool name. Team Naz is, is, is just not cool. And so, uh, you know, and, and I, I had to tell them, I said, I, I would say to them, I would say, listen, you need to like this because I like it. And uh, no, not really. But anyway, I, I, I begin to say to them, listen, I don't think you're, you're understanding this. You don't, you don't quite get this, all right? And they were like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor Brad? It's just Team Naz. That's just, that's just not a cool name. And I said, well, how about this? You know, if the word team were an acronym, right? If the word team were an acronym, I would say this. I would say, I would say this about the word team. Together, everyone accomplishes more. And when I said that to them, it was like they had an aha moment, an aha moment. Have you ever had an aha? These things are pretty good, actually. They're not bad. No uh, sweeteners, no sodium, and zero calories. But they had an aha moment, just like I'm having right now, okay? But because they got it and they understood together, everyone accomplishes more, and I said, listen, we are better together. And so we began to just grow and more. They began to invite their friends and more and more, uh, uh, more and more teenagers, more and more students would, would filter in and that ministry began to grow and it just exploded, if you will. And so we did everything together. You know, we, we prayed together. We, we studied God's word together. We played together. We, we ate together. We went places together. We went on retreats. We went to fun places. We, we just did, we did service projects together, mission projects. We did everything together. And they finally understood the word team and how significant it was and how they had missed it in the beginning. But once I said, together, everyone accomplishes more, they had the aha moment. Hmm. That's good, isn't it? Now, I know that um, I'm, a, I'm a huge sports fan, so I have favorite teams throughout sports history, as I'm sure that many of you do, uh, that you have favorite teams. And so I'll mention some of mine, but uh, favorite teams and their leaders, because if you, if you um, understand 
the truth about great teams, you'll understand that they're, they have great leaders, all right? And, um, and it's not always easy. And so one of my all-time favorite teams, if not my all-time favorite team as a baseball fan, was the Cincinnati Reds of the 70s. They called them the Big Red Machine, and they won back-to-back World Series in 75-76 and were led by Sparky Anderson, who was a great leader because he had to, he had to uh, present a an attitude of, of unity and because there were so many egos and so many different personalities, but he did it so well. And uh, the Green Bay Packers and Vince Lombardi, uh, Vince Lombardi, a really hard-nosed leader, and, and used to say if it, to his receivers, if it hits your hands, you better catch it or, or don't come to the sidelines. And then the Dallas Cowboys, led by Tom Landry, who was a very distinguished leader, always in, a, in an overcoat and a top hat, if and the Boston Celtics and all the championships they won under Red Arback, the, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls and six national championships led by Phil Jackson, the New York Yankees and, uh, and, and their World Series with Joe Torre. Even though I'm not a Yankee fan, I'm a fan of great teams. The Miami Dolphins led by Don Shula, the undefeated season. God bless his heart, uh, just passed away this past week. Um, and so the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers and Bill Walsh uh, of the 80s, the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, that pains me to say, and, and Chuck Knoll, but, but great teams, right? And the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and, and, and Pat Riley and their uh, championship years. But those were all great teams with great leaders who understood the concept that together everyone accomplished more right? And they had to, to have that. And I'm sure you have great teams uh, from your past that you remember seeing play and, and, or you've read about. And, and so now's a great time to, to reflect on those. Even, even send them out. Let me know who your, who your favorite great teams were. But listen to this passage of Scripture. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 32, and the actual uh, passage is verses 1 through 24, but we're not going to read the whole thing because that's a lot. And I will tell you this, we're probably not going to get through all of this today because there's a, there's a lot of scripture, but I just feel like we need this, uh, that, that we need this. We need this reminder that, that we are a team and, and together we can accomplish more because we're better together. And so as, as we find ourselves uh, with restrictions being lifted and, and um, being able to step back outside of our homes and into our neighborhoods and into our communities and, and, and back to work and back to restaurants and, and, and things of that nature, we're, I just feel like we need to be reminded of this before we do that. And, and, and many are preparing if not already, to re-enter their church buildings, and a lot of decisions have to be made, and, uh, and, and a lot of uh, things have to be accomplished before that can happen, and, and people are assured of their, of their safety and their health and their well-being. But let's go to ver- uh, uh, chapter 32 of Exodus, uh, starting with verse 1. And, and I'll let you know where the verses are, but we're not going to read the entire thing. Well, but here it goes. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what has happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters, and bring them to me. 
wow, that's a, that's, a, that's a heavy one right there because, you know, I would imagine that Aaron had a hard time getting some of those, uh, those gold rings out of the ears of, of the wives, right? And so uh, verse 3 says this, All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. Wow, that's an odd thing to mold gold into, right? When the people saw it, they explained, uh, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. That's verse 4. We're going to skip down to verse 7. All right. The Lord told Moses, Quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they've turned away uh, from the way that I commanded them to live. They have melted down the gold and made a calf. And they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. And they are saying, these are your gods. Hmm. Verse 9 says, Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them. And I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God Oh, Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Moses is trying to work the Lord, right? And he's going to bat for his people who are, who are not making wise choices, but he's still going to bat for them. Let's skip down to verse 14. It says, so the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring upon his people. Hmm. Here's an example, friends, of a team that certainly was not move, moving ahead together. And that's the, the number one truth about great teams, and even all of those teams that I mentioned to you in the sports world, uh, are that great teams move ahead together. They go at the same pace, and they move together because they know that they can accomplish more together, right? And so great teams move ahead together. That's the number one truth uh, or characteristics of a great team. And so what we're finding in Exodus with the story of Moses and Aaron, and we're going to talk about who Aaron was in a little bit and why he was even involved in this, right? But while Moses was in consultation with God these, his people became impatient and they began to ask questions like, where's Moses and what is he doing? Why is he taking so long to return? Okay, those of you that have, are in leadership, have ever been in leadership, uh, you've probably never heard that, right? Uh, where's Moses? What is he doing? And why is he taking so long to return? So I decided to go back and find out for myself what it was that Moses was actually doing. So uh, I went back in Exodus, beginning with chapter 3, uh, going up to uh, chapter 3, uh, verse, uh, to chapter 32. We're not going to go that far, but, but listen, here's what, here's what Moses was doing, all right? You're going to have to keep up with this, so we're going to go quickly with this, right? So God said to Moses, 
God also said to Moses, Then the Lord said to him, This said the Lord, Then the Lord said, Then the Lord said, The Lord said to him, The Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, The Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses, Then the Lord said to Moses. And that's only going up to chapter 10. You get the point, right? What was Moses doing? He was listening to God. He was listening to God. How many of us that have been in leadership or are in leadership would find things so much easier if we only listened to God. Hmm. I love that. So who exactly was Aaron? Aaron's role in this was that he was supposed to be Moses' partner. He was supposed to be his partner. He was supposed to be his mouthpiece because Aaron was known as an effective communicator, more so than Moses and instead, he, he, he joined in the complaining against Moses, and, and he gave in to, their, to the people's demands for the golden calf. He just succumbed to what they wanted and what they demanded. Even though he knew that Moses would be disappointed, and certainly the Lord would be disappointed, because the truth about great teams is that they move ahead together, and, and we're going to need to be reminded of this. The church, not just this church, this local church, but the church, God's church is going to need to be reminded of this, that it's important that we move ahead together. And number two truth about great teams or, or another characteristic of great teams is that, is that great teams create a positive culture. They somehow manage to create a positive culture or an atmosphere, and, and they seek to become uh, problem solvers, not problem creators. They seek to solve problems, not create them. You see, a, a positive culture is where people attempt to solve problems rather than to complain about them. Have you ever been around a complaining environment, a negative environment, a negative culture, one that just everyone's complaining. That's what was going on there. Moses was, was up on the mountain listening to the Lord, and people were complaining about where he was. Where's Moses? When's he getting back? Why isn't he here? So they pressured Aaron into doing something that was the wrong choice. But a positive environment, an atmosphere, culture is where people attempt to solve problems rather than to complain about them. In Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 11, and uh, we're going to skip, we're going to start halfway down uh, verse 1, Exodus 16, verses 1 through 11 says, they arrived there on the 15th day of the second month, one month after leaving the land of Egypt. And there too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. 
If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. Wow, that's some serious complaining if you'd rather be dead than how you're being led, right? Um, There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Here's one of those times. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. And on the sixth day they will gather food, and when they prepare it, it will be twice as much as usual. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, By evening you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaints which are against him, not against us. Let's skip down to verse 8. Then Moses added, The Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning, for he has heard all your complaints against him. Wow, do you think the Lord was just getting tired of this? All of this complaining, all of this negative culture and atmosphere that had just begun to erupt. And then Moses said to Aaron, verse 9, Announce this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole community of Israel, they looked out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. And we'll go to uh, the, the book of Numbers. I told you a lot of scripture today to, to back this up, but this is good. And uh, there's nothing more encouraging than God's word, right? And so Numbers chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Soon the people began to complain about their hardship. So there we go. They're still complaining, right? Uh, and the Lord heard everything they said. Then the Lord's anger blazed against them, and he sent a fire to rage among them. So he finally had enough. He finally had enough. Verse 2 says, Then the people screamed to Moses for help, and when he prayed to the Lord, the fire stopped. So there you go, Moses, on behalf of his people again, going to God the Father. Now in the verse 4, then the foreign rabble uh, who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt, and the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt, and we had all the cucumbers, melons, onions, and garlic we wanted, but now our appetites are gone. All we ever see is this manna. So the complaining continued. Listen, friends. Complaining is always contagious. Complaining is always contagious. Negativity breeds, breeds more negativity, and it pollutes a culture. It pollutes an atmosphere. And let me get even more personal. It pollutes a church. Mm. Oh, you may say, well, Pastor Brad, now, hey, wait a minute. I'm barefoot, and you're stepping on my toes. <laughs> Not intentionally, my friends. It's just a fact. Complaining is contagious. Negativity breeds more negativity and it always pollutes a culture. Listen, if 
that's the case, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense that if we were positive, that that too would be contagious? I think so. And here's the question for you. Are you more likely to complain and speak with negativity or support your team with prayer and, and a positive attitude? In other words, do you help solve problems or do you help create them? I know that's a personal question, but it's a, it's a, it's a thinking question. It's one I challenge you to think about. It's so much so that I want, to share, I want to ask you this again, and I want you to really prayerfully give this some thought. Uh, are you more likely to complain and speak with negativity? Because if you are, I want to challenge you to seek the, I want to challenge you to be Moses and go to the mountain and listen to the Lord, what he has to say about it. So that you can support your fellow brothers and sisters with prayer and a positive attitude. And that you can solve problems and not create them. Hmm. That's good, isn't it? Going to have an aha moment. So what we find here, my friends, is that it had happened again. It had happened again. The Israelites encountered danger, shortages, and inconvenience, and they so they what was their what was their uh, uh, how did they resolve it? Is they complained bitterly. Moses eventually complained as well. And the difference was while while the people were complaining to one another and accomplishing nothing. Moses complained directly to God every time he went to God on behalf of the complainers. Many of us are good at complaining to one another, but then we miss an opportunity to take it to God who can solve even the most overwhelming problems we may have. Difficult circumstances and difficult situations often lead to stress and often lead to complaining. The Israelites didn't really want to go back to Egypt. It used to be a Keith Green song. Some of you don't even know who Keith Green is, but he was a, a wonderful Christian contemporary artist, kind of was a trendsetter in his day. Nate's smiling back there in the sound booth because he's heard of Keith Green, but Keith Green had a song, So You Want to Go Back to Egypt? But the Israelites didn't really want to go back to Egypt. They just wanted an easier life. You see, the pressure and the stress of the moment affected their trust and their faith in God. So they could only think of the quickest way out. The point is this. The point is this. Is that... When pressure comes our way, we should not be looking for a quick way out. Moses wasn't looking for a quick way out, which is why he was gone in the first place, which is why he went to the mountain, which is why he was spending so much time listening to God, the Father. We shouldn't be looking for a quick way out, but instead focus on God's power and wisdom to help us deal with the stress 
of the situation that we find ourselves in. We need to be problem solvers, not complainers to one another and problem creators. Listen, I don't think that God minds if we complain directly to Him because He's a God of answers. He's a God of wisdom. He's a God of all knowledge. My challenge to you today is to be Moses, is to go to the mountain, listen to God. If you find yourself, if this has struck a nerve and you, and you find a point in your life where you've just succumbed to the pressure and, and, and the stress of the moment, and, and, we, and I know we've all been under a, a a great amount of stress and pressure during these days we've found ourselves in because things have not been normal. And I don't know about you, but I think we're probably pretty much alike in this, in this area is that we don't like when things aren't normal, especially when we're not the ones who changed it. When it and all of a sudden we wake up one day and it's, it's like our whole world is changed, has changed, and we had nothing to do with it. And then we find ourselves having to navigate through that. We are under a lot of pressure and stress. We have been, and we will continue to be for a while, my friends. But my challenge is is that that you would not complain to one another. And I'm not just speaking to, to my church. I'm speaking to the church. And if you're part of another church or you're un- or you don't attend any church and you're hearing this, in your circle of friends... Be a problem solver, not a complainer to one another, not problem creators. And if you're part of the church, and that's where you find yourself, then the challenge is is that you go to the mountain and you spend time listening to God because He will grant you wisdom. He will grant you wisdom. We're going to stop there for today. And we'll pick this up next week. Uh, I know this is a, has been a lot of, a lot of Scripture, but uh, um, I think this is good for us. This is a good reminder. This is a great reminder for us. But we're going to stop there. And next week we will finish this up. All right? And so there's, there's, a, uh, there's a hook for you to be back next week. So tune in next week so you get the end, right? You don't want to be left hanging in, in the middle of this, so you want to hear the end. So I, I, I would encourage you to be back. So let me pray for you, all right? Again, what an honor it is to be able to share God's Word with, with, uh, with you, with all of you that are watching today. And um, I would just uh, pray that you would all have a wonderful day in the Lord. All right, Father, again, we thank you for, for this... Uh, beautiful opportunity to share the story and to share uh, your wisdom and your truth. And these truths about what it means to be uh, a part of a team and, and, and uh, a, a part of the body of Christ, because that is a team, right? And Father, we pray that you would encourage us, that you would enlighten us, that we understand that together everyone does accomplish more and that, and that we are better together. And that, Father, that, that you would, uh, if we have found ourselves to be the ones that are, that are uh, 
generating the, uh, a, a complaining uh, thought and a complaining attitude and a complaining culture, if we're contributing to that, would you bring us to the mountain and encourage us to just listen to you? And that we would be part of the solution and not part of the problem. As we re-enter as we re-enter a lot of different places, as we walk out of our homes into our neighborhoods and into our communities and into places of business, would you challenge us, Father, to, to, to be uh, uh, culture changers, right? And so that we could be positive everywhere we go and we could be prayerful and we could be um, encouraging to those that need to be encouraged. Would you remind those that are watching and listening today, Father, that you love them, you love them immensely. We thank you for who you are. Would you continue to bless and, and guide each of our families, each of our homes? May they be sanctuaries, places that we could retreat to and uh, places we could take refuge in. We love who you are in our life. We love what you've done in us and through us. We love what you're doing and by faith and trust, we love what you're going to do. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for being with us. What a joy it is to be able to, to be the one who gets to share God's word with you. Uh, I never take that for granted, and it's such an honor. Tune in at 6 p.m. this evening. Catch our Kids Zone Minute with my wife, um, and you. I guarantee you'll enjoy that. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week, all right? Bye now.